Welcome back to MeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through the Rumble and YouTube channels. Today we continue our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 9, verses 19 through 21, which reads, One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? That's Romans chapter 9, verses 19 through 21. Today we return to our study of Romans chapters 9 through 11, where we are learning about how the sovereignty of God is crucial to the development of our faith. As we have considered before, Romans 9 is about Israel's past with God, while Romans 10 is about Israel's present with God. And then Romans chapter 11 is about Israel's future with God. The subtle message here is this. Will we seek to know and have a personal relationship with God? In verse 19 of today's passage, we read, One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? Through this backward-looking question, the Apostle Paul continues to establish the righteousness of God. This question comes from Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 16, where God isolated Israel's rebellion. In context, the Lord declared that the people of Israel drew near to him with their mouths, but their hearts were far from him. They put on a facade, thinking they were right with God. All the while, their hearts were not engaged with God. And thus, they were to be blamed. In our fallen condition, man naturally finds fault with God when we do not understand why things are the way they are. We blame God because we know that he is the only one who can really do anything about it. Our accusations of God echoes the accusation of God made by the devil throughout all human history. In verse 20 of today's passage, we read, But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? In reply, the Apostle Paul indirectly compares the difference between God and man. Man is finite, frail, and foolish. God, on the other hand, is infinite, all-powerful, and all-wise. Sinful man's question of the righteous God is senseless, since man is the one who chose differently than God. In context, the apostle has been establishing the fact that the sovereign will of God will always come to fruition. This means we always have the same choice, whether to be willing with God or not. And many would accuse God of being arbitrary, but that is not the point here. The point is... Will we bow our wills to God 
and believe. In verse 21 of today's passage, we read, Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? No one tells our maker how to make him. Yet rebellious man wants to try to blame God for the consequences of our poor choices. No matter how intelligent we are, we will never know it all. There are many things in this world due to our fallen nature that we do not know and or understand. Yet God knows things that are true of you and me that we do not even know of ourselves. He knows who will embrace him and who will not. He does not make that choice for us, but he enables us to make that choice. And he has always been known to know the outcome. It is true that God chose to save his elect before the foundation of the world, and those elect people are consistently referred to in the scriptures as the chosen. The Bible repeatedly confirms that believers are both predestined and elected unto salvation. It is also true that man is responsible to repent and believe in Christ. The experience of every Christian confirms that repentance from sin and belief in the blood of Christ to wash our sins away is something we must do willingly to be saved. When a clay pot has a lump in it, in order to smooth it out, the potter puts it on his wheel and shapes it with his hands. While shaping the clay, the potter uses water to soften it. As a result, the stiffness is removed, making the clay malleable. This is how God works in our lives. Instead of discarding us, he painstakingly reshapes us. And it is his desire that his reshaping would be experienced by all. But some have resisted the touch of the potter. I am discovering that it is the default mode of my soul to resist God, even though I'm born again, even though I'm assured by the scriptures that I'm on my way to heaven. For God will always have his sovereign way. I'm also discovering that when his will is realized in my soul and my life, it is the best possible thing for me. This, of course, is Paul's point here. God sends no one to hell People choose that for themselves. But make no mistake about it. It is God who sends us to heaven. And it is his sovereign will that we as believers experience the benefits of heaven while we are here on this earth. And the reason for this is that others might benefit from his work in our lives, resulting in the birth of faith in the God of the Bible within their souls. This is God's calling on all of our lives. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.